The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out of this. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. Put it in the box. In the history box. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in to the Mets Baseball Carnival. I'm your host, Zach. You can follow me on Twitter, at BradC. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Joe, who you can follow on Twitter at Joe underscore Mets BBC. You can follow us on Twitter at Mets BB Carnival. Joe, long time no talk. How's everything, my man? Things are good, man. We, uh, I mean, we're first place Mets. It's not to be excited about. How you doing? I'm doing good. That's weird to hear. Uh, I was looking at the standings before. I, I'm kind of in shock that they're... In first place, uh, I just feel like the lack of games and just the poor performance in some of those games. It just doesn't feel like they're a first place team, but they've actually they actually had a really good weekend in Colorado. They took two out of three. They look good. We have the best pitcher on the planet in Jacob Degrom, and possibly the second best pitcher on the planet, oh. <laughs> Stroman, yeah, man. in Marcus Stroman. Uh, they looked good, man. Um, the pitching staff, especially the, the rotation, looking really strong right now. Um, gotta like what we're seeing. The bats are slow right now, but hopefully they're starting to wake up. Let me get your initial thoughts here. Let's start off with your initial thoughts from the weekend series in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was great. I mean, I thought there was an opportunity to, to maybe take three out of three. Um, we'll touch upon that, that Friday night game. Um, and my feelings towards it, but I mean, dating back to the last time we chatted, I mean, we're, we're six and two. Um, and it's, it's snuck up on us. I think beginning today, Monday in first place, uh, I think second and third best winning percentage in, in the national league with all the rainouts, it just doesn't seem like we've, we, we've hit this point yet, but, um, some, some really strong pitching coming from DeGrom and Stroman. Um, there've been some highlights coming out of the pen, just really wish the offense would just perform a little bit better. Um, really struggling with runners in scoring position. But outside of that, they've been hitting enough to get us to six wins over the last eight, eight games. So, Yeah, man. I mean, I think the highlight of the weekend was definitely uh, was definitely Saturday. DeGrom just looked fantastic out there. Uh, didn't know if he was going to get the win at, at some point there. Um Things kind of caught up to him at the end there, but he struck out 14 batters, uh, almost caught Tom Seaver's record of, of 10 in a row, which was pretty amazing. I feel like we definitely jinxed that because we were texting right as it was going on. So. I, I take full responsibility. That's on me. <laughs> it's, all, it's, all, it's all Joe's fault, guys. Um, but now he, he just looked like he was in control for pretty much that entire game, maybe just until the very end, uh, the last inning or so. But, um, no, DeGrom looked great, and then Edwin Diaz came in and just kind of blew everybody away. I mean, we've had our ups and downs with Edwin Diaz. I mean, last year, overall, he looked really solid, had a nice bounce-back year last year, but that was without fans, and we didn't know how he was going to look this year. But I'd say he definitely held his own over the weekend, would you say? Yeah, man, I would agree. I mean, getting his first save uh, Saturday and then his second Sunday. I mean, he's looked good in both of those outings. Really good, really crisp. Yeah, notice he's really 
throwing the fastball a lot more, not as many sliders. And I don't know if that's just, uh, that was just part of the game plan this weekend or if that's something that they kind of went into the season, just maybe trying to avoid the slider as much. Cause I know that got hit pretty hard last year. Yeah. Um, but another, another person who really stood out this weekend was James McCann. Um, obviously the, uh, the play to end the game, was it on Sunday? Yeah, um, Sunday. The, yeah, Sunday night with the throw him out at second base. Sunday day. Sunday day. There's just so many games. I'm I'm like getting them all mixed up. We're all <laughs> over the place with the doubleheaders. Um, I thought the game on Sunday with Stroman. I thought that was a doubleheader first. So they were in the seventh inning, and I thought it was yep. going to about to be a complete game, and then yep. there was still, still two more innings. Yep. So so the Friday night. So Friday got postponed because of weather. It was the doubleheader Saturday. So the Saturday night game is one I, I take offense with. But yeah, as you said, I mean, with, with all the rain outs, it's really hard to kind of keep track of, um, when they're playing, when it's a doubleheader, when it's not. So it's yep. been, been challenging. I mean, we, we really thought that, that Jacob deGrom was gonna, was gonna take a, take a big L in this game until the offense yeah. kind of came through in the yeah. final inning. We saw James McCann lead off the seventh inning. Um, Sorry, I'm turning off my, my watch here. Uh, we saw James McCann lead off the inning, and then VR got a base hit. Brandon Nimmo continuing to do what he does and get hits and just get on base somehow. And then Francisco Lindor um, coming up with the big the big hit to kind of give yeah, the best. RBI, yeah, man. You got to back it up, though, to, to Pete going yard. Solo shot an inning or two before. Yep. All right, that kind of got it started, right? It kind of, like, broke the ice a bit with the, with the offense late in the game, and Kind of un- unplayed, like how you how you mentioned. So, yep. It, it seems like these guys are are like just about to break out with the bats. We've seen guys struggling so far. I mean, Brandon Nimmo has been by far and away the best hitter on this team. We've seen some big big hits, big home runs from Alonso. Uh, Dom Smith has really stepped up once he's started to get consistent playing time here. Uh, the big guy that's really been struggling is Conforto, but he had a, a solid weekend, got a few hits. Yes, he did. Um, it seems like they're on the verge of breaking out, which is really what this team needs to do. This series in Colorado was huge for him, got a few few base hits. We're still waiting to see that first home run from him. He made a, a heck of a defensive play over the weekend. Did you see that play where yeah, the ball kind of got blinded sun. in the sun and then yep. he made a diving stop? That was yep. good to see. Uh, but yeah, man, it's just, uh, the pitching is looking so good right now and the bats are just so cold, but it's like they're just about to warm up and I can't wait to see what this team looks like once the pitching staff is rolling and once the bats are on a roll as well. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's been difficult with the postponements and these guys cannot get into a groove. Um, it's, it's less detrimental to pitching. Um, cause you can, you can, you can move guys back. You can move guys up. You can throw an extra bullpen session here or there. But these guys with live pitching, man, they really rely on it. And Colorado is a good place for for hitters who have yeah. not really been playing well to enter into and then to break out of some slumps. And, and Conforto is, I think, case in point number one. Um, hit a lot of balls really hard. Um, and I'm saying he might be out of it. But, again, I mean, the elusive first home run the season, which it'll come, right? Yeah. It'll come, it'll- which is so you gotta get back the ball and make good contact, and it's what he did over the weekend. 
just a weird trip in Colorado, like you said. Uh, usually that's when the bats come alive and you see the pitchers yeah. struggle, but we we saw some great pitching performances, uh, most notably DeGrom and Stroman over the weekend. But you were telling us before that you had some issues with Game 2 on Saturday. I want to hear what what issues did you have with the way that game went down? Yeah, look, I mean, you're coming off the DeGrom start earlier in the day, pick up a W in a very like dramatic fashion. Um, would really love to have seen Rojas kind of go for the throat in a way. Um, I mean, I don't think we put our best foot forward with uh, the battery that came in after the Casey. Um, again, he, I mean, he's a guy who hasn't gotten much opportunity to, to pitch and, and pitch for a, a great deal of time. But um, I don't know, man. I mean, it, after the Casey, he pitched about three innings, gave up three runs. Uh, Rojas brought in Gazelman. Which you understand, I, I don't think he, I think that was his first appearance of 2021. Yeah. Right, so the guy was deep, but he pitched well. I think one strikeout, one hit. Um, and then, and then Jacob Barnes comes in. And at that point, I think we were down 4-2 or 3-2. So it was very much a ball game that, um, we kind of called back into in the top of the fourth. And Barnes just proceeds to give up four earned runs. I mean, he gave up a two run, two run shot or three run shot to Fuentes. Three, three run home run. Yeah, so, and, and then, I mean, look, then we bring in Hildenberger, who was just brought up recently, who looked pretty good, two strike, or two, yeah, two strikeouts in an innings worth of work, but, I don't know, in the press game conference, I mean, in the post game conference, Rojas was kind of talking about, um, about trusting these guys and wanting to get them into the game, and, um, and that he prioritized the win over getting guys work. And it, to me, it just didn't seem to be the case. Uh, I don't know why you bring Barnes there in that situation. He said he had Barnes and Castro up at the same time, um, which I don't understand why you don't bring in Castro. And in a seven-inning game, you're yeah. down one, right? I think his logic was if we were in the lead, he'd bring in Castro. But if we didn't gain the lead or, or tie the ball game, he was going to go with Barnes, which I just I didn't understand. Like the logic I mean, didn't make sense. Yeah, no, I think you're completely right here. This is kind of what he did uh, the first couple of games in the season with the offense. He just he wants to get these guys reps. Um, he got Pilar reps, got VR reps, and I think they're just trying to get everybody in the game. And this time, it ultimately could have possibly cost us this game. I think it did, honestly. I mean, I thought there was an opportunity for us to keep it a, a one-run game with some of our best arms. And look, Rojas didn't go that route. Um, I understand getting guys in the game, but it's a, it's, we were, we were, I felt we were very close to finish, finishing off a really strong Saturday and coming off a dramatic win behind DeGrom. Um, and then with winning on Sunday, I mean, we could have swept the series. So I think we just left it on the table, but yeah, uh, over, overall, uh, I'm not surprised by by some of the questionable calls from from Rojas. He's kind of been doing that throughout the first couple of weeks here. But um, yeah, I think Saturday the the nightcap was kind of a, a game to forget. But then Sunday, big day for Marcus Stroman. Um, has a point seven after his performance. He has a point a sub one ERA on the season. Um, Pitched eight strong innings, made some great defensive plays along the way. Uh, I mean, this is just the type of pitcher he is. He's a, he's a ground ball pitcher. He's really not trying to strike these guys out, and it goes overlooked. Uh, whether it's maybe um, 
just for fantasy purposes. Like, it's just not the sexiest name. It doesn't really matter. He's getting the job done in real life. That's really all that we can ask for. Um, I, I know personally, I kind of had mixed feelings going into the season with Strowman. Just, I, I don't know. Last season, it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Seeing his social media presence, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to see him back it up on the field. And we obviously didn't see that last year. And now that he's putting everything together on the field, I mean, as a fan, this is exactly what you want to see. Um, it's not that I think he's he's cocky. I think it's just his personality. And uh, I don't know. I'm really starting to embrace it. I really loved what I saw from him over the weekend. Uh, made some great plays. I know there was some stuff trending on Twitter today about how he pointed to his glove after yeah. after he made that play. And yeah, the wrong logo. There was a Colorado beat reporter that put out there today that he was taunting the Rockies. Oh, I, it was, I saw that piece. It yeah. was so bogus. It was a fluff so piece. Bogus. And just trying to get clicks because Stroman wasn't even looking at the Colorado dugout. He was looking at the yeah. Mets dugout. Yeah. So that's why, like, he's I, – I, that's just his personality. He's really not trying to – and he's – He's always supportive of his teammates, whether it's on social media. I mean, he's always bringing everybody up around him. So yeah. I, I, it's not that he's cocky. I just think that's his personality, and it's starting to come out, and I think Mets fans are starting to see it. And uh, Sunday was just a great, great performance from him. And, yeah, I mean, he looked great. What, what were your takes on on Stroman's performance this weekend? Yeah, man, he was highly efficient. I think he had, like, 80 pitches through seven or something, I think he ended with like maybe 90 pitches across eight innings. I think I was highly, highly efficient. And then the behind-the-back circus act, right, where he threw about that, that 10-hopper over to Pete at first base. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look. Horrible but hopper. very accurate throw. What's that? Horrible throw, but it was very, very accurate. Unless yes. maybe that was just the intention the entire time. I, I don't know why you would roll uh, it. But. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I think he surprised himself on making the play, to be honest. And he just knew he had to get rid of it, and he held on to it a little bit too long. But, look, an out and out. I mean, yeah. great job getting to it. I mean, he puts himself in a really good position um, to field uh, his position, right? Nope. But um, let me ask your opinion. Do you think... Would you have left Stroman in there to complete the game, or were you okay with Diaz coming in the ninth to close that one out? Yeah, I mean, I think I was okay with Diaz, um, especially his performance uh, Saturday afternoon. He looked really good. And, look, we're in Colorado. Um, it's kind of cold, right? So, I mean, I thought I thought Stroman did exactly what he needed to do, um, and I don't mind going to Diaz in the ninth. Yeah, I guess some of the questions where you're getting the top of the lineup, Diaz is more of a a fly ball pitcher, Stroman's more of the ground ball pitcher. Do you want to take a risk and bring in Diaz, give up a possible tying run, tying home run, which he, he almost did. Um, I think it was, uh, was it Ryan McMahon that hit one to left field and it was hit to the warning track. Yeah. Very, and then we went ended up going back and catching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very close to going out. Like uh God, Mets Twitter would have been in uproar if yeah, that went out. Um but yeah, I mean I guess you could have made a case. I mean, it was really only around like ninety pitches for Stroman. I guess you could have made the case for him to come back in there. But going through the top of the order one more time, maybe it was just best to bring in Diaz and like you said, I I agree with bringing Diaz in. That's probably what I would have done, especially coming off the high performance from Saturday. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. They almost almost gave up the tying run there. 
Um, but overall, uh, the ending to the game was just was amazing. This was the the James McCann throw. They oh yeah, they yeah, caught Trevor Story trying to steal on the first pitch with two yeah. outs, and and they closed the game out that way. And I just have to say, man, it's it's such a refreshing feeling to see a Mets catcher being able to throw confidently throw out a base no. runner on the base no. pass. I don't remember the last time that I have had that confidence with a catcher. Ramon Castro, maybe. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> um, I actually not a, premier, not a premier backstop at that. I mean, it's been a while. I saw there was a stat. This is the first time that the Mets uh, finished a game on a caught stealing. Really? Since 2009, and I'm going to find who it was. So this was in 2009. It was against the Brewers. Ryan Braun was caught stealing. It was actually a strike him out, throw him out. J.J. Hardy struck out. Ryan Braun was caught stealing. This is 2009. Let's see. Can you give me a guess on who the catcher may have been? 2009. Not typically your everyday catcher here. <laughs> this guy is playing the Thomas Nito role. Um, I want to say Brian Schneider, but I don't think that's it. Not Brian Schneider. Do you remember Omir Santos? Omir Santos, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Omir Santos. Interesting. Random fact of the day. Yeah, man. But, yeah, I I just haven't seen a game end like that in a very long time, whether it's Mets or just any team in general. Just hell of an ending. And then Lindor just absolutely pumped up a second. He knew right away. Honestly, at first glance, it really – it looked like story. I thought he got 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 in. But – Lindor got Lindor got that tag down. Yeah, man. Very Javi, quick. Javi Baez Baez esque in a way. Yeah. It's 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 been so nice seeing McCann behind the plate making some great plays, making uh just really carrying this pitching staff and Lindor, he's made some some difficult plays just look super yeah. routine. And plays like this, I mean he's yeah. just he's got that swag, like you said. It kinda of reminds me of Javi Javi Baez yeah. a little bit out there. Don't forget about I mean, we're very strong up the middle. Um Jeff McNeil has made some really good plays as well. And, and Brandon Nimmo, right? I mean, he's not a fourth outfielder, and he's looking very much like yep. a really good center fielder every single day. He does look very good out there. Uh, I saw some stuff on Twitter today. I think the thing that's really been helping him is he's he's playing deeper. Deeper. That's, yep. that's helping him get better jumps on balls out in center. Yep. Yep. Um, definitely he is stronger going in on the ball than going back. And I think it's made a huge difference. And like you said, I mean, that could have, uh, the Springer signing, I mean, Springer hasn't even played yet. And it's just looking like, you know what, maybe we, uh, we, we got lucky there with not investing all that money to Springer and we could yep. put that into Lindor and possibly even Conforto or Syndergaard or Stroman or someone else. Yep. But yeah, I mean, I, what we've been able to add to the bench too, right? I mean, um, I, I, in terms of like order of operations, it kind of escapes me. But um, an Elmore Jr. and a, a, a Pilar, I mean, those guys have been really key. Almora was a, a they, they brought him in as a um, a pinch runner. Was it was it on Saturday? It was ah. the it was the Degrom game, yeah. The Degrom game, yeah. Yep. That was the big run. He, uh, yeah, he was the tying run. And did McNeil hit that ball into the corner? I think that was McNeil double. 
So he scored from first in the McNeil double. Yeah, I believe that's the case. Oh, no. No. No, not McNeil. It was the VR double. VR double. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Our, ben- our benches contributed in a really big way thus far. Yeah. And this is what happens when you bring in, like, two good, solid defenders and guys that can run the bases as well. Yeah. Like, you, you yep. bring in Pilar for the defensive specialty late in the game, and that still leaves you Almora or VR, who has, mm-hmm. has speed and a great great person to, to pinch run late in the game when you need that run. And that was perfect small ball. It's a great, great call by Rojas. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Almora, that signing looking really good right now. Um, even if he's not getting a ton of playing time, I mean, he's, he's carving out his role on this team. And if that's coming in for an inning to play some defense or coming as a pinch runner, I mean, that's what, that's what you're called for. So do your job. But overall, I think this was a very positive weekend in Colorado. And we got two games coming up in, we got a few games coming up in three games set in Chicago, three games set in Chicago coming up. And Joe, the weather guy over here, you said that we might have some weather weather issues coming in yet again. Yeah, I think we got a wintry mix coming through Chicago on Tuesday and then bleeding into Wednesday. So um, we'll see. I mean, look, we're not we're not. Uh, I mean, we're very much used to having these postponements. So again, I don't mind the seven inning doubleheader. To be honest, I mean, I think it's. I don't want to see them like every like every couple of days, but I don't mind it. I think it's a good product for seven innings. Um, I don't know. What, what are your feelings towards the seven inning doubleheader? I I personally don't have a huge issue with it. I mean, it's not ideal, but I mean, there's still clearly there's still issues with teams and the COVID protocols. We've seen a few teams now. We see the Twins. We saw the Phillies. Um, the Nats. A, the Nats to start the season. We've yep. we've seen a few teams kind of come out, whether it's an outbreak or they're just trying to do contact, contact tracing. tracing. Yep. Um, I'm still not really too sure how they're doing the contact tracing. I was really annoyed with the fact the way the season started. Like they came out with the the technology for the contact tracing, and it just it took days and days for them to get this info back. I can understand maybe one or two games getting canceled, but uh. It's pretty surprising that you would have to cancel a whole series with the technology that they're apparently using. But mm-hmm. anyway, my point is is that it does seem like this is still affecting teams, and um, there's going to be a lot of doubleheaders, a lot of games to make up. So I'm okay with with this right now. Uh, in the long haul, when hopefully this is all blown over and it's not as much of, of a worry anymore, uh, hopefully they'll go back to your your standard nine inning double headers and hopefully they don't need to have nearly as many double headers. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I don't have a huge issue. I know a lot of people are traditionalists and, and do not like it, but I'm not one of those people. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I would consider myself a traditionalist, but I, I don't, I just, I really like the seven inning, the, the seven inning double header. It's a shorter game, right? Gives you started the opportunity, opportunity to, to go complete. You're not really draining your bullpen. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it depends on how you use them for both games, but yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate can, it. You can get a Degrom or a Strom performance, and you can completely go the whole game without using your bullpen. I think it's a, a huge boost, a or huge advantage. Go right to your closer. Yeah. 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 The one rule that I don't love, I I don't love the runner on second. And I don't know anyone who does. Um, 
I mean, I'm not going to have a, a hissy fit and just, like, put up a, a stink about it, but it's not my favorite rule. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the I get the premise of it and like what it's it's supposed to do, in the sense of keeping, like, so we don't have to experience those like thirteen, fifteen, twenty inning games, yeah, right. Where you're going I'm not deep into your into your bullpen and then you may have to use a starter, right, to finish a game. I mean, when you talk about probability, I mean, it, it makes sense to start the runner on second as opposed to on first. Um, I I I get it. It's not my favorite either. I don't know. It's like I said before. I don't think it's anyone's favorite, but I, I understand like what it's supposed to prevent. So, nope, agreed. Um, so yeah, I mean, strong weekend in Colorado. Just a few little tidbits that uh, I noticed. Nimmo continuing his strong play, getting yeah. on base. It's dating back to to last season. He's got a twenty four game on base streak, which is very impressive. He's He's just getting on base every nope. game, and um, I don't know. I think Trout like, has Trout has like the longest active streak at the moment. I think so. I think it's like up to thirty something games. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but I mean Nimmo's right there with him. So Nimmo really just—he looks like a different player this year. Um, he does. I, I honestly think the whole the Springer talks all all season it just kind of fueled him, and he's um, he's just trying to. To prove a point that he is yep. more than a fourth outfielder, and I think his defense, like we discussed, is is much better. And mm-hmm. I mean, he just he needs to stay at the top of that order. Um, yeah, the there's no the order. reason to him off the top. Yeah. The top of the order. Well, let's, let's talk about the lineup construction real quick. Um, they have kind of stuck with Nimmo, Lindor, Dom Smith this past as week. Yeah. As of late, yeah. Um, they. Originally had Conforto in the three hole, I guess, and I think uh, they made this, the wise move of dropping Conforto a few spots just until he gets right. But I really do like the uh, the top being Nimmo, Lindor, Dom, and Alonso. I think it's a really strong top four. And then we've seen Nimmo, um, we've seen Jeff McMe- Jeff McNeil move up to the five hole, and then you're seeing Conforto in the six slot. More more often than not, at this point, um, what are your what are your thoughts on this lineup construction? Do you think this is what we're gonna see for the most part moving forward, or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the top four going forward. To be honest, I mean, I think for the first like week, I, we were kind of up in arms about the construction of the top of the lineup. Um, PR Pilar opening day, still don't get it. Yeah, look <laughs> again. Uh, I think that was a product of the postponements. With the Nat yeah. series, um, getting guys in, but yeah, I mean, I, I think with the level of success that we've had, I mean, we're we're six and two since we last chatted, and it's been predominantly Nemo, Lindor, and Smith um, at the top of the lineup. I, I mean, it's it's proven to be successful, right? And and the crazy thing is, both Lindor and Dom Smith aren't hitting to their potential yet. Right, I mean, it's been it's it's been hugely helpful that that Nimmo's been getting on base at like over half the time. Mm-hmm. I think his OBP is over 500. Um, so that's been helpful in terms of like setting the table. But once these guys really like fine tune their swings, get into like a consistent pattern with day to day play, 
I think okay. we're going to see them really take off. And, I mean, eventually I think our entire lineup is going to be stacked, right, once they all start kind of clicking. Yep. But it's scary. I mean, they're 6-2. and two, The pitching's been there, and they haven't been producing a whole lot of offense. So the when they do, I mean, the sky's the limit. Nimmo's sitting at a 543 on base. Which is crazy. Right now. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, that's just not fair, especially for your leadoff hitter. But the fact that they can't bring him in is is the real problem. That has been a problem. I mean, they, they're, they're not hitting with runners in scoring position, and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't get it. This team, they, they typically start slow with the bats. They really do. Or it, if not, there's always a stretch in the season where the bats just go completely cold, and it feels like that's where we've been the past week or so. But they're coming out of it. I think Colorado was really uh, just what they needed to get the bats yeah. going. Yeah. Hopefully we don't see any more postponements this week. Hopefully the weather going to. <laughs> hopefully the weather changes, but you never know. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, I, I think you got to stick with you got to stick with what's working with that lineup. So I'm sure yep. we'll see Nimmo, Lindor, Dom for the most part. And if Dom is sitting, I guess you you ride the hot hand there in the number three hole, or until Conforto starts. Hitting a little bit, I'm sure Rojas will bring yeah. him back in there, try and boost. There's his been confidence. no reason to sit down, though. I mean, he's been playing a pretty decent left field. No, yeah, right. He, he looks respectable out there, and yep. yeah, just bringing a bringing a sub late in the game if you guys are up. Like yep. we've said this, they have. They have. Yeah, and that's the way to do it. Yep. Uh, bring in bring in Pilar, move Nimmo over to left. Um, but I think that. This team, they need to keep. I think we've said it before. You need Dom needs to hit in this lineup pretty much every single day. I can understand maybe one off day a week getting in Pilar or Almora or VR, somebody get them in there. But I think Dom needs to be playing every single day. That yeah. bat is elite, oh. and we can thank you and Cespedes for that. <laughs> we can. <laughs> he fell off the face of the earth. He did. He uh, he's he he might be done in the big leagues, but who knows? Whatever. I don't feel like talking about him. Um, but yeah, we said Conforto. He's starting to hit a little bit. Got um, went four for ten this weekend um, with an extra base hit. Hopefully that kind of gets him going, yep. and we see the long ball start coming with him. I mean, he's he's got to start picking it up if he wants that contract. But hey, maybe this is a a bargain for the Mets now if he continues hitting like this. I I doubt it. Forrest is going to still demand probably 200 mil. Yep. Um, yeah, and Edwin Diaz, like we said, two big saves, one run saves. Uh, so those are huge. Um, we didn't know really what to expect with fans in the stands this year, but he came through with two big clutch performances. DeGrom and Stroman, like we said, uh, just recapping the weekend, DeGrom and Stroman, huge games, and the Mets have uh, two of the top five leaders in RA, ERA, and they're they're one of the best teams, their staff this, this season so far. They look great. Uh, we saw that great start from Peterson after the rough initial start. Taiwan Walker has looked strong. Oh, really right good. Yeah. We're going to have quite the dilemma in our hands when um, – we get Carlos Carrasco back, hopefully sometime in May, and Syndergaard hopefully end of May, early to mid June. Yeah, I think sometime in June. We were talking about this. I mean, let's say hypothetically, let's say 
David Peterson is looking is looking more like his second start in Philly rather than his first start. And everybody else is kind of still performing to their ability and how they're looking right now. Um obviously Lucchese would be would be bumped. He's probably the first one, but who's the next guy you bump if you got Carrasco and Syndergaard and everybody else is healthy? I mean it's it's, it's a good it's a good decision to have, but do you really want to get rid of the lefty if he's pitching that well? I don't want yeah. to move him to the pen, but you, you still think he's obviously the guy that has options. You, you think he's the guy that gets sent down. Yeah, I mean, he's the most obvious obvious candidate after you get Cookie back, right? Because Lucchese is the first to go when Carlos comes back. And then you're not going to remove DeGrom from the rotation. You're not going to move Stroman from the rotation. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> right? Um you're not going to move Taiwan Walker from the rotation. No. And you could. Barring, I don't think he can. I, he doesn't <laughs> have any, I don't think, one, he doesn't have options, right? And you're not going to pay him all that money to, no, you just don't do it. It's, it's Peterson. <laughs> He's the only other option. <sighs> Peterson. Right? It's, like a, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer. Right I just don't want to. It's see a good him. problem to have, though. It's a very good problem to have. It's a problem that we've never really had to worry about, and hopefully everybody stays healthy. And it's a good problem to have in yeah. a month or so. But um, yeah, Peterson looked good. That slider was breaking really good. Um, yeah, pitching in a tough ballpark in Philly, especially a bounce back game after he got roughed up by Philly. I don't know, man. There's just something about Peterson. I'm just, I'm really high on him, and I would just love to see him continue to to thrive in that rotation, but we'll see what happens. It's clear though, that this team, they're not going to go to a six man rotation. You can't do that with Stroman and DeGrom who, no, it'd be one thing DeGrom if, has been vocal about it. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if the guys behind Jake were, were mediocre or struggling, right. And you can make a case for like a six man rotation where you keep DeGrom every fifth day and then kind of shuffle everyone back. But because they're all pitching so well, like that's completely out of the question. Yeah. All right. Which I mean, it's not a bad thing, but look, I mean, when Peterson goes down, they send him down to AAA. He'll be stretched out. He'll be down there with with um, Yamamoto, right? Who I think is pitching yep. well. I think he's at yep. the alt site. Um, alt site played a game today, I believe uh, it was. Yep. Uh, played played a game on on Monday against um, against Boston and their alt alternate site squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they played uh, Yamamoto pitch very well. I think he gave up one run, home run. But overall, uh, I think he pitched pitched solid. And, yeah, I mean, that's another good rotation depth piece if we yep. need it or possibly bullpen piece. I mean, there's a few guys down there. Uh, let's talk about the pen for a second. I mean, uh, we were talking about Jacob Barnes, how he struggled a little bit over the weekend. Gazelman, he pitched a scoreless inning. But, um He's very he's much on. Proof. Yeah, he's got a lot to prove. Very much on the chopping block with a bad performance or two. Uh, Jerry's Familia. Um, I don't know. Chances. Patances is on the IL, but yeah, I mean, if and oh, when yeah, you're, he, right. you're right, you're right. If that. and if and when he does come back, he's definitely high on the chopping block. I mean, I think Patances, Familia, and Jacob Barnes and Gazelman. Those are the Gazelman. four that really. Um, yeah, I mean, once the guys start getting healthy or some of these guys at the alt site are performing well, I mean, we we saw on Monday um, 
Sam McWilliams and Aroldis Vizcaino pitched scoreless innings. Their velos were topping out in the high 90s. They looked really, really strong. Those were two guys that um, looked pretty good in spring training, and we thought maybe they would make the club, but obviously they're, they're at the alt site right now, and I definitely can see them getting getting an opportunity at some point this season. And I I think we're at the point with this team, especially with Cohen now, I mean, money is not going to hold us back. I mean, yeah. if, if Batances is not performing well, you DFA the guy. Like, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, if there's other guys... Decisions. Yeah, if there's other guys that can get the job done, you gotta you gotta let them go with it. I mean, this isn't the Will Ponds here. If this was the Will Ponds, they'd be throwing them out there every day yeah. just to get their money's worth. But it's not like that anymore. He's probably the first to go when Lugo comes back, right? If all things like yeah. remain constant, it's got to be Batantis, mm-hmm. right? There's no reason why you, you keep him around and you, you either send someone else down or cut them. I'll give Batantis the benefit of the doubt and that he wasn't fully healthy. That may have just been a sorry excuse to prolong it and let somebody else get an opportunity. But, yeah, I mean, if that velo is not there, which it doesn't seem like it is anymore, and he's not effective, then, yeah, you got to get somebody else in there that can get the job done. It wasn't effective at all this spring. Not, not yeah. one pitch was effective. It's it's spring, so I, I don't want to look into it too much. But, yes, I agree. He is very much on the chopping block here. Yep. Jerry's Familia He's very wild right now. I mean, this is not the familiar that we saw in 2015 or 2016. I mean, he's a completely different pitcher now. And yeah, I mean, if he, if he can't get the job done too, like, time to move on. Like, yep. this is not the same old Mets anymore. And we gotta give these other guys an opportunity. Great. Also, also, like you said, Seth Lugo coming back, Drew Smith rehabbing should be back. Oh yeah, dude, another guy you forget about. Yep. He should be back in the next month or so. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, some of these guys in the pen—they really—they don't have a long, very long leash, and uh, and nor should that. Yeah, agree. So we'll see how the bullpen shakes up. But that's definitely one of the weaknesses, I think. Um, other than Diaz, Miguel Castro has looked really. Yeah, he looked good. Look, look solid so far. Um. Trevor May? Trevor May, thank you. I was trying to think of <laughs> And I can see he's kind of searching for him. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, I think it was a, a productive weekend for this team. Uh, anything else that kind of stood out to you that you want to want to discuss here? Well, I think we covered it. I mean, we're we're a winning ball club and with several components kind of not playing to expectation, right? Um so look, I mean, look, I'm 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 high on this team, right? When they all start hitting on all cylinders, it, it, the sky's the limit. So hopefully we kind of limit the the rainouts and the postponements, um, and we get some consistent play from these guys. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens in Chicago. I'm hoping that there is baseball to be played. I'm hoping that we don't get too many rainouts or snowouts or whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um after this Chicago series, we get the Nationals this upcoming weekend at home, which should be uh that should be a fun series. Yeah, it's gonna be a good series. When is uh when is Degrom slated for action? Do you know? Yeah, Degrom throws Thursday in Chicago, and then he doesn't pitch again until Wednesday against the Sox against the Red Sox. 
Oh, and that's that is a home game, so you can't go to that game. Yeah, no, no. The our Betsy's aren't in Boston until September, so depending how things are, I may have to join you for that. Yeah, man. Look, I'm I'm, I'm gonna make it a point to go, and um, hopefully the COVID restrictions are a little bit looser, uh, get more people into the ballpark. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna try try like hack to get out there. The Sox, the they look pretty good right yeah, now. Yeah, they're playing well, man. They're playing really on well. One, on Monday, they just absolutely torched Lucas Giolito. Yes. Which yes, they did. Very surprising. But, um, yeah, that'll be a fun series. I always like watching the Mets-Red Sox whenever that does happen. But, yeah, a big week coming up against the Cubs, Nationals. We will, uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. We'll recap some of the, the action from the prior week. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's good to get back on and kind of just go over, um, some of the action from the weekend. And yeah, that kind of wraps up tonight. I'd agree. I'd agree. Good stuff. Um, all right. So yeah, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter at MetsBBCarnival. You can follow myself on Twitter at BravZ. You can follow Joe on Twitter at JoeMetsBBC. You can check out our blog, which really has <laughs> been... It's been dormant. <laughs> apologies for that. I know everybody's been looking for articles every day. Um, but and by oh, everyone, sorry. I mean just you and I. <laughs> sorry. Sorry there, Siri. Um, but yeah, we will uh, do our best to get that going again soon. And yeah, just life, give us a life follow. Life is getting in the way. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys listening. Give us a follow. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. Whatever, whatever you want to do, we appreciate support and feedback. And we'll speak to you guys soon. Bye.